Hey everyone, welcome to the Off the Rail Show on the OFD Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. Flying solo as I normally do with these uh, Off the Rails shows. Just want to take a a very quick, uh, just kind of a, a quick general overview look uh, at what Notre Dame has coming up for spring football. So this is basically like your big little preview. We will definitely dive more into detail uh, as the weeks go on. Obviously, Notre Dame's uh, their their schedule with with spring practices is very. You know, it's very wide open, like as far as, uh, you know, they start on the 5th, uh, then you have your next practice like two weeks later. It, it's uh, it, it's going to take a little while, so we have a lot of time to talk about it. But in the meantime, it, we do need to start really focusing in on what we would like to see at spring practice, what may happen, just kind of all that all that stuff. So I am going to take just a, just a few minutes here. And we're going to go through a, a general overview of, of basically everything, I think. Um, and I do mean general overview. So when I say everything, this isn't going to be uh, an hour, hour and a half megathon of just me talking. Uh, you don't want to hear that, and I do not want to do that. But we are going to go over just position by positions, just some very quick uh, quick talking points. So uh, this is Friday afternoon, the NFL Combine's going on. Uh, we got a hockey game tonight. Uh, Wake Forest basketball tomorrow. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, and then uh, next week, you know, we start getting into uh, spring football. So let's get it started. All right, we're just going to go down the line offensively. Quarterback Ian Book returns. Look, the guy is probably not getting enough respect. Uh, He's not getting enough respect from his own fan base. Nationally, he seems to to be doing okay. Um, you know, no one's going to put him in the, the Trevor Lawrence category, and we all know that. That's not going to change, and the spring football certainly is going to change that for Ian. But I do believe after the Virginia Tech game, there was a level of confidence that Ian Book found that, you know, he was able to just go out and play some football. Removal of Chip Long – Maybe that's a really good thing for Ian Book uh, with Tommy Reese stepping in as offensive coordinator. So there could be some different, a lot of differences. Uh, could, be, could be some small differences uh, going on with the offense. But personally, I have to believe that, I, and I do believe that Ian Book is going to have a better senior year than he did last year. He's going to improve as a quarterback. Um, so this spring, really, just I think we're looking for more of what we saw or more of what we wanted to see last spring, and that's him trying to push the ball downfield a little bit more. And look, it's going to be a little bit more difficult considering the fact that Chase Claypool, uh, who is a 6'4 monster uh, that (laughs) is just blazing fast, uh, is no longer on the team. So, you know, we had a deal with no Miles Boykin this year. Claypool stepped up. uh, So, when we talk about our receivers, we'll talk about maybe someone who steps up more to that role. But definitely, it's, it's important for Ian Book just because. I mean, look, it's a it's a new new offensive coordinator with Tommy. There's a lot of things that are probably going to remain the same, but there's going to be some some nuances that that need to get adjusted to, and and this is the time to definitely do it. Uh, but really, on the quarterback side of the ball, I'm 
looking for way more looking forward to seeing well, like what Brendan Clark can do. Um, Drew Pine is also on campus. He's an early enrollee. So, you know, who's getting the number two reps? I, you have to believe Brendan Clark is getting it with the transfer of Phil uh, Dracovic. He definitely is stepping into that role. I like Brendan Clark a lot. I mean, I really, really like him. Um, that doesn't mean I think that, that he's going to be a great Notre Dame quarterback. I just like the kid a lot for – I, and I wrote an article about this a couple months ago and kind of have some people up in the arms about it. But look, I, I just like his competitive nature. I like the fact that he broke his hand and didn't tell anybody about it during fall camp. Um, he kind of, he meant he has a, he has an arm, you know, I, I like his delivery. Uh, and so, you know, he was able to find Brendan Lindsay and now Lindsay uh, or Brayden Lindsay, uh, Lindsey did a lot of the work himself, but you know we're all screaming to get the ball into a playmaker's hands, and he did, uh, and the result was a touchdown. So I really want to see what Clark does now that he's going to have a lot more, a lot more reps with no uh, with no Phil on the team. Uh, you know, does Drew Pine step in and, and compete for those snaps? Absolutely, he, he competes for those snaps, but I think ultimately Brendan Clark uh, will get the majority of the uh, of the next reps after Ian Book. And hopefully lead into uh, being a solid backup for Notre Dame uh, this season. And now we move into a real, just a wide open, we have no idea position with running back. And, you know, look, Chris Tyree is not going to be there in the spring. So we, we're going to keep Chris Tyree out of this conversation completely, or at least mostly. We're all pretty confident that with his elite speed, that he's going to make an impact for Notre Dame as a freshman at some point and doing a, who knows how many touches, uh, you know, some people think he's ready to just jump right on in. I don't really buy that, uh, a whole lot yet. Uh, but yeah, I definitely think he will make an impact whether it's, you know, maybe five to eight, 10 touches in a game would be really amazing, honestly. Um, and it'd be a lot of help, but right now we're looking at guys like Kyron Williams, Jameer Smith, Sebo Flemister, uh, Jafar Armstrong and Avery Davis. Now, of all those names, there's not a whole lot of confidence that goes throughout the entire fan base for, you know, there's, there's no one that stands out as everyone in the fan base can say, yeah, that's a guy, that's a dude right there. Um, Jafar Armstrong had a very disappointing season last year, and it really all st- started with the injury that he had against Louisville right off the bat. Look, Notre Dame's offense was, was there was a lot <laughs> riding on Jafar Armstrong, and that went down very early and uh, it probably changed a lot of the, the way that Notre Dame wanted to run their offense moving forward. Can he stay healthy? Is he still a running back? You know, Do they try to use him more as a flex option? Do they put him in the slot? I mean, this is a converted wide receiver, mind you. So do, are they looking at more of those options, which you know maybe that keeps him more healthy, uh, it keeps him healthier longer, because he's not getting all those carries, getting you know beat up, um, but yet he you know he's still a danger with the ball. I mean, he this is still a, a really good football player that need that Notre Dame needs to find ways to put the ball in his hands, being healthy. Um, Avery Davis, you know, I, is in that same kind of category, although a lot farther down the rung than Jafar Armstrong. But I mean, what do you do with the guy? Do you move him back over to defense, and we'll we'll get to that very shortly, or do you do you keep him? Uh, you know, on the offensive side, do you try to put him in into the slot? I don't know. I think a lot of eyes right now are on Sebo Flemisher. There is a a very strong rumor out there that uh, a Notre Dame running back suffered a, a bad Achilles injury. 
Um, and I think most of the most of the theories and most of the uh, the rumors are centered around it being J- Jameer Smith. I have I have not confirmed any of that. Um, I'm not I'm not really looking. I just I'm just waiting for Brian Kelly's uh, <laughs> press conference, which I'm sure Eric Hansen will ask, and then we'll see that. But um, you know, if it is in fact Jameer Smith, Seba Flemister really is the guy that has to step up this spring, and you know. I am a big Jameer Smith fan, and so if that is the case, uh, I'm very, I am really disappointed because I think that he could have stepped up into a a very large role starting the spring, moving forward into the fall camp. Not to say that he can't in the fall, but I, we're gonna have to hear about the injury first. But Sebo becomes per, almost RB one by default, depending upon what they do with Jafar Armstrong. I just think I it's a strange situation for Notre Dame to have all these bodies. And really have no, for us to really have nothing to put our, our a thumb on, you know, does Kyron Williams, uh, you know, who who made a splash, you know, in the offseason last year, and then that first game in Louisville was seen and then not seen from again, um, you know, is, is he able to to evolve and, and to a back? Are any of these guys going to stick around? Uh, are, you know, are, is there someone that's going to leave? Because uh, it is a crowded room. And, there's, you're, you know, you're talking about a grad transfer, um, if, you know, from Stanford possibly coming in, uh, and he'll be visiting this spring and all that. That's a lot of running backs. So someone's going to have to step up and really shine uh, this spring. And in a, in a time where they really there's a lot of focus running the football, um, especially, you know, in the blue goal game is what most of you all will see. Um this is going to be the time to do it. Uh, tight end, Notre Dame has to replace uh, Cole Komet, who just uh, had a really awesome combine showing, uh, is going to be highly drafted and probably is going to continue the uh, tight end U tradition for Notre Dame inside the NFL. Uh, Tommy Tremble is a guy that, that I think most of us look to as, the, as a playmaker at tight end that, that can step up, uh, but he, he's, a, he's a lot different tight end than what Cole Komet was. He's not, not as big. Uh, his his blocking probably isn't a sound, um, although he is he, to me he does seem like he, there is a lot of physicality with Tommy Tremble, uh, Brock Wright. You know, is this is this his time? Was there some issues with uh, you know with Chip Long? John McNulty comes in as a new tight ends coach. Uh, you know, we all kind of joked in the offseason about tight end coaches. You know, is this going to be something that actually you know is it that important? Maybe it is. You know, Brock Wright is, is a very talented, very talented tight end. Um, you know, so he, this is his senior year. This is his last go around. Um, so look, hopefully, you know, we can see, see Notre Dame using him a lot more. Uh, a, a nice combination of him and Tremble. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to get Michael Mayer until, <laughs> until, until the summer, so we'll, we'll leave him out of the conversation. But, you know, then George um, Tackett's. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, your third tight end. You need to step up. Big boy. Um, he, he's more like uh, more like Komet in stature, although taller. Um, I believe he's taller. Uh, so you need to see what they're going to do with those guys. Again, what's Tommy Rees? What, what are his plans uh, with all this? You know, in the Chip Long offense, uh, a guy like Tommy Tremble was put back, uh, and Brock Wright did the same too as well. You know, where there's an H back role where they did a little bit of, uh, you know, tight end, put it in motion, put back at fullback. Does that continue? I don't know. Uh, wide receiver, <clears throat> Notre Dame has to has to find another answer. They had to find an answer to Miles Boykin. They do that with Chase Claypool. Now we need to find an answer with Chase for the loss of Chase Claypool. Uh, 
Kevin Austin could be that answer in, you know, and, and be freaking fantastic. Uh, obviously missed all of last year uh, under a, a suspension uh, for a university issue. And, you know, you, the, a lot of the DBs talking about, hey, who, who's the toughest guy going to practice? Kevin Austin, Kevin Austin, Kevin Austin. Very talented uh, football player, you know, did play his freshman year. Got to see, going to have to see it now. You know, can can he step up? Uh, th- this is going to be the time to, for him to step up. You know, a lo- there is a lot of there are a lot of wide receivers on this roster. Um, you know, Javon McKinley comes back for is going to come back for his fifth year, uh, and you know, I'm pretty excited about that. I like Javon McKinley. Uh, it, you know, I mean, a guy with that uh, that wants to go out and ball out in his last year is a great story on top of it all. But it's also a, a good thing for your team. You know, they're here. He is extremely athletic and talented. Can he put it together? If he does, you know that's a that's a hell of a hell of a thing for Notre Dame's offense. They also added a transfer in Bennett Skoranek from Northwestern, a very productive, very productive wide receiver. Look, going to be completely honest, people are completely overlooking uh, Bennett Skoranek because a he comes from Northwestern and b he's white. Uh, if he would have been a same size, same stats. Uh, black wide receiver from Tennessee, people would probably feel a lot differently. And this is just being perfectly honest. I mean, when people are starting to compare Benix Kronik to Chris Fink, I mean, come on, they're not even remotely the same player. Uh, It it was ridiculous uh, when he got announced. But he was extremely effective. He's got great hands. um, And I believe that he is going to make an impact for Notre Dame right off the bat. Um, You know, I... I don't know exactly how this is going to pan out starter-wise. Again, this is spring, not even fall camp. Uh, but I, you're going to see a lot of work going that way. Uh, you know, then, at, then I mean, we still got Braden Lindsey. You got Lawrence Keys. Uh, these are guys that, that are going to step up into some roles, and, and you know, into bigger roles. Both, both Lindsey and Keys were used um, – you know, last year, and I think we would like to see more up, more of them. Uh, so, you know, just gonna have to see more work for them. How they're using the offense. Joe Wilkins is another guy. He needs to stay healthy. Can he be healthy this spring to put in some work to you know to shine? Um, you know, what does Notre Dame do with Kendall Abdurrahman? I mean, this is a, a guy with just blazing speed. Redshirted last year. There was some talk about moving him back to run, moving a running back. He, he had played quarterback in high school, and he's he's great with a ball in his hands. Is he a real wide receiver, or do they need to move him to running back? You know, I don't know, um, but he's definitely a guy with a ton of speed that they need to find something to do with. Xavier Watts is there on campus as an early and early freshman, um, so now's the time to see see him perform. Uh, now you move to the offensive line, which look, it is going to be difficult this spring to really get a good solid. Uh, understanding about what's going on with our offensive line because there is a lot of injuries. You know, Tommy Kramer and uh, Robert Hainsey probably aren't going to be practicing much, um, if at all, uh, coming off of their injuries, still recovering. Aaron Banks is another one uh, who's, who re-injured his foot or had surgery again on his foot, but is in a boot. So, you know, Kramer, Banks, and Hainsey, that's three guys off of a, of a line that's returning all five starters plus a six starter in Josh Lug. So we're going to have to see, I'm not sure if we're going to have to, we're going to have a two deep for the spring, but that does mean that these younger guys and you know guys on the, the second line of that depth chart are going to get a lot of, 
a lot of reps. Josh Lugg in particular um, is a guy that, you know, like I said, he's our sixth returning starter on the offensive line. Getting him in a lot of reps in, in spring is not a bad thing. Uh, not only are you going to need him to go uh, in case somebody goes down this year, but he's also, you know, you could also swing a guy in. I mean, sometimes I mean, there's not a whole lot of rotations in with offensive lines, but there are times where you need to give a guy a breather or he, or he got a little banged up. You don't want to have to adjust your offense to an injury, especially upon the offensive line. So Josh Lugg is extremely important to this thing. And he, look, he's going to be fighting. He wants a starting job. So he's going to be out there fighting for a starting job. And then that's great. That's great for competition. That's great for the team. You know, but do guys like Dylan Gibbons, um, John Dirksen, Cole Mabry, John Olmstead, uh, Andrew Kristoffic, uh, you know, are those guys that are going to be able to find find ways to uh, to impress, to get more into a rotation and get more reps? Look, they're going to have to get more reps during the spring. Body-wise, it's just it, this is how it's going to work out. You know, but how are they going to develop? Is Jeff Quinn, you know, this is going to be a time where we're going to need to see Jeff Quinn stepping up as a coach, not just a recruiter. Um you know, so, you know, Quinn Carroll is another guy uh, that probably not going to be uh, ready for, for spring football. So Notre Dame is down some bodies. And Quinn Carroll was a guy that I think they, you know, as a freshman was going to be up in that second line of the depth chart. So very talented guy that we really want to get some reps to to start working him towards uh, the future. So that's your offense as a whole. Um, you know, like I said, with the injuries up on the offensive line, uh, going to be some things going on there. Definitely want to see Ian Book uh, continue to improve and, and just let Ian Book be Ian Book, uh, and however that is. But let's not run him to death. I'm sure they will work more on that in the spring. Um, and, you know, who steps up at running back? Who steps up at wide receiver? How's that How's that go? It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and I'll use this time to make a, you know, that huge disclaimer. Do not take everything to heart. Do not take what happens in spring as what's going to happen in September. That has never been the case, uh, and it will certainly not be the case this year. This is a time for just for guys to get better. These are glorified practices. This is information that, that the coaches can take into their meetings when they have their discussions about how they want to run their offense, defense, special teams, and um, you know their team moving forward. So you go to the defensive side of the ball and look – Defensive ends, Notre Dame lost a lot. Julian Aquara and Khalid Kareem are two guys that are going to get drafted in the NFL draft and probably have some really nice NFL futures ahead of them. Good thing for Notre Dame, they do have a lot of talent still on the side of the ball. Dalen Hayes returns for his fifth year. I doubt we see a whole lot of, of time uh, during the spring with him coming back from his injury. Uh, but, there are st- but there are so many bodies, it's okay. You know, Ade Ogundeji is a name that is probably going to blow up. Um, and you're looking at those two guys as being as being the premier players at defensive end for Notre Dame. Um, does Kofi Warlow do anything? I mean, he's going into his senior year, uh, and you know, is it just is he still just a body right now? Um, how does Justin Admiola develop? Ovia Gofu. These are two two guys that were in a lot of rotations. They're gonna they're moving up on that depth chart line, and they were in a lot of the rotation you know last season. How do they move forward? Uh, Isaiah Foskey, a guy that. Everybody is high on, and I think it can have a tremendous impact in Notre Dame. This is a big time for him. This is a time to to start really buckling down and, and getting uh, getting those reps in uh, to prepare for fall uh, fall camp and for the season. Not a, a Safa Mensa, a guy that you know we we're huge on recruiting. Did not hear a lot of at all during his freshman year. 
know, how's he going to develop? Plus, Notre Dame has two two early enrollees, Alexander Ehrensberger from Germany and Jordan Botello uh, from Hawaii. It's crazy. Two early enrollee freshmen from just like opposite points of the world. Uh, but they'll both be there on camp. They're there for spring ball. Uh, so starting to get development with them going on early. This is a Mike Elston thing. This is it's amazing all the years we've gone with defensive ends that have been that we're not the greatest things in the world. And now our depth is just amazing. Uh, it continues to work that uh, linebacker. Uh, I, I, you know, the biggest question here is, you know, at, obviously at Rover uh, with the loss of, uh, of Asmar, or excuse me, at Buck uh, with the loss of Asmar Bilal to graduation. Big question is, you know, do they move Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa over to, over to Buck and, and get a new Rover or do they just, or do they, they find, um, you know, find that buck. Jack Lamb's hurt. Shane Simon's hurt. That, that's not a good thing uh, for Notre Dame to find out. Those are two of their guys that you know you you wanted to put your future on, and they're both hurt. Going to be hurt for the spring. Um, but uh, you know, starting your two guys for certain: Drew White and Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, Mike and Buck, respectively. If Okora, or excuse me, Mike and Rover, respectively. If Owusu um, Koromoa does stick uh, at <laughs> at Rover. Um, you know, Paul Mawala could probably step can step into a rover role, um, and I'm, I'm fairly high on him. Or, you know, can you move him to Buck now? I, I don't know. Um, you know, Jack Kaiser, another guy that, uh, that they were high on as a rover last year, you know, was missed the season because of an injury. And now you're starting to see guys, guys were freshmen last year, Osita Equinu, Maris Luafau, and J.D. Bertrand. How do they develop this spring? This spring? I am not worried about the linebackers at all. Uh, Clark Lee uh, showed that last year. I think he's going to show it again. We're going to get our best three out there. There's going to be, yeah, you're going to see some rotation, I imagine. Um, but they're going to figure it out, and it's going to be fine. Safety is a bit is a big uh, situation going on uh, because you know, look, Kyle Hamilton is Kyle Hamilton. All right, we don't need to talk about him. Uh, just keep on that trajectory. Stay healthy, Kyle. Uh, but at the other side, do you? You know, does Isaiah Pryor win that other spot at safety? Uh, how much does Houston Griffith battle him for that spot? Maybe Griffith wins, wins that out. You know, I, we're all kind of slotting Pryor into that starting role. But, you know, Griffith has played some football for Notre Dame. I mean, the, he's a talented guy. This, this, this could turn into a battle this spring. And I hope that we all, uh, you know, I would hope that we would all hope that it would be. <laughs> you know, let's get some competition out there. Let's let's get some the guy balling the, the hardest out there. Um, that's how this thing keeps moving on in the right direction. Uh, you know, does DJ Brown develop into a guy that can give you some time? Uh, does you know does Litchfield or Javon uh, do anything more than you know special teams? Is he able to find himself a role? We are low on numbers at safety, uh, so we can definitely use the help uh, and definitely use the the. Um, the development of, you know, some of the of guys like Brown and Javon, uh, you know, the overall in the secondary, there is, there is a, just a lack of experience. Um, you know, when you just overall Sean Crawford at cornerback return for a six year is huge. I mean, I cannot, you cannot understand how huge that is uh, coming back for his sixth year. God, can he just stay healthy? Uh, you have a, then you have a really solid playmaker in corner. Um, Tariq Bracey probably on the other side, but these are still two small guys. I mean, you got to think that, you know, you need more corners to step up. You have to play with more than two, not only just for the nickel, but in a rotation wise. I mean, 
These guys are going to get a little banged up. Bracey and Crawford are not big guys. KJ Wallace, not a big guy, but a baller. You know, when you start talking to, you know, the guys that are at practice all the time, a guy that's out there ready to compete, you know, so KJ Wallace, Isaiah Rutherford, are those guys able to step up? Cam Hart's another guy, moved from wide receiver last year over to, to corner and started seeing his name on the depth chart. Uh, this spring's huge for him development wise. You know, can he start getting uh, him, himself in a position to see more playing time? Um, Caleb Offord is a, is a, um, uh, freshman early enrollee, you know, be thrown right on in. You, you, we need bodies, so he's going to get the reps. Um, you know, see how he's going to do. Um, th- overall, in the secondary, you know, I, I, we all lo- we all love Kyle Hamilton. We all hope Sean Crawford stays healthy. I think Tariq Bracy has positioned himself to be in a, a, a good corner and have a good season. But they need like three, four, five more guys stepping up and developing. Uh, so this is going to be huge. And spring's a good time for that because there's. You know, it's a lot of a lot of reps going in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh, you know, when you're doing one on ones and and whatnot. So we'll see how that develops. Um, that is probably one of my bigger question marks is is just back there developing the depth at corner um, for Notre Dame. Uh, I breezed uh, right on over the defensive tackles because um, I, I wanted. To, I was so excited about the defensive line or the defensive ends, uh, but Notre Dame returns Kurt Heinish and Myron Tiger. Tackle Viola Amosa, uh, you know, down there, defensive tackle. That's huge for the Irish. These guys have a ton of experience. Uh, they play really well, uh, seemingly healthy. And then, you know, backing them up, a guy like Jason Admiola, who just does nothing but, I mean, he just, he makes plays. He's, he's, he's very effective and very efficient out there when he's playing defensive tackle. Uh, Notre Dame did get some good to- uh, good reps from uh, Jimmy and Franklin last year. So, you know, using him, Howard Cross, Jacob Lacey's another one. Um, you know, Hunter Spears is a guy whose name has been brought up. Like, do they move him over to offensive guard? We just talked about, you know, the offensive line probably lacking in numbers this spring. Is, you know, is Hunter Spears a guy that, that they can move? Do you have that luxury? And just looking at their, what they have on the team, they kind of do have that luxury of if they, you know, if they talk to Spears and they, have a plan and moving him over to that could be beneficial to everybody involved. Um, you know, it's, it's look, this is going to be, this could be kind of a wild spring. Look, specialists, there's no worries. <laughs> Every, all, all the worries we had last year, uh, Jay Bramblett and Jonathan Doerr on the team, just go off to the side and kick fellas. Just go off to the side and kick. Um, it will be fine there. Finding a long snapper. Um, uh, Alexander Peach, freshman, coming in he's not an early enrollee i don't believe if he is then my bad uh but uh look they we're gonna be fine on special teams uh in that regard they they really stepped up big time and really you know <laughs> really put it to all of us that were saying their name was gonna lose a game due to special teams next year that never happened uh because they were so solid uh just keep developing those guys and we'll be safe um but you know it just Defensively, I have a lot of confidence in, in Clark Lee. And, you know, we're, there's some new coaches now. Uh, Mike Mickens is a guy who is a hardcore competitor at corner. So, you know, of all the positions that I have, you know, defensively that I, that I scratch my head at and, and worried about, it would be at corner uh, with that depth. But I like the fact there's some new blood in there and Mike Mickens is going to, you know, 
kind of shake things up a little bit, maybe a little bit. He's a, look, the guy's a hardcore competitor. He's going to get these guys to push themselves and put them in position, uh, for, for a good depth chart. I, that is my hope. Uh, we'll see how that, uh, how that shapes up. So I don't believe I missed, missed a whole lot there. Like I said, that is your big little preview. This, that was a, me listing off a bunch of names and positions that all of you kind of knew about, uh, dropping a little bit of, of, you know, thought going into it. Spring, again, spring is what it is. It is a practice time. It is not a time to start putting together depth charts for September and October. Um, but it is a time to start to gather what you have. Um, as long as we keep that in mind and, you know, look, the stories are going to come out. Someone's going to shine. Someone's going to be the junior jabby. Someone's going to shine. As long as we just keep that in perspective without being too much of dicks about it. Um, you know, then I think we'll, we'll all be all right. We'll we'll make it through spring football, uh, unscathed. Uh, and that all ends, uh, April 18th, uh, inside Notre Dame stadium for the blue and gold game. So thank you for, for listening to this. Uh, we will get, like I said, these uh, off the rails podcasts will, uh, you know, drop from time to time. It's just me, uh, talking. Hopefully the next time I do it, it's not me just rattling off a bit, a shitload of names. Um, by the way, a name I forgot that's, that's early enrollee Ramon Henderson's on campus at cornerback. See what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, uh, we will have the return with the OFT podcast, I believe, uh, Monday night uh, recording. So look for that Tuesday morning, um, I think. Uh, don't hold me to that, but uh, just kind of wet in your beak. Here's something for you uh, for for a quick, uh, if you got some things to do this weekend, just listen to me rattling off names. It's very, it's very comforting uh, to have these names. Um, and we will go much, much more in depth position-wise and, and whatnot throughout the spring. This was just a, not even a primer. This was just a reading of names, uh, <laughs> which, uh, which I hope, uh, hope you all enjoyed. So uh, for everyone over at OFD, and especially me, go Irish. <laughs>